I wanted you to give us a call. Five seven zero pod one one baby. Give us a call. Five seven zero pod one one hun. Gosh, guys, this is a podcast where, like, we're friends. We've known each other a long time, and we come together, and we tell each other stuff. But we also catch up with each other as well. You guys just get to listen because we're nice like that. Guys, that was literally the least infuriating introduction Pete has ever done since we started this podcast for three years. He's always like, this is a show where we take a little nooks and put them in the crannies of your mind. Mm-hmm. And then That's I get one. Uh, Let me oh, Hold on. Let me get a pen. <laughs> no. Okay, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know, you needed to know. Pete, I'm not even going to ask how you are, because I'm going to tell you how I am. Woo! One of our favorite She's comedians. In hot. You might know. Did you know that Blake Wexler, our, our shared are you favorite go? comedian? Yes, and I'm on the guest list. You DM'd what? Him. I mean, he did say, DM me, and you could get free tickets. Yeah. But it's still But he exciting. told you that previously anyway. Yeah, he did tell me that previously. The next time he's in Philly, I told, and I tell him he'll get me free tickets because he was so shocked at how at The fact that we wanted to see him. <laughs> yeah. If you live in Philadelphia, Blake Wexler is going to play at an outdoor show at the Punchline on October 7th. Uh, if you don't live in Philadelphia, look up Blake Wexler. And he has a podcast called Blake, Blake's Takes. Uh, I will never forget the time. When Pete came to visit, and we very excitedly went to go see Blake Wetzler live. It was our first time. And then we invited one of my <laughs> friends and her boyfriend. And me and Pete literally were, like, laughing harder than, like, we have in the longest time. And her and her boyfriend, if I recall, didn't laugh ever. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and then I believe at some point... Whether before or after, you were like, I wish, like, Blake Blake Wexler was my boyfriend. And your friend was like, him? Really? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I said, uh, Blake Wexler, I like Blake Wexler so much. I think I said, I wish I could marry him. Yes. Okay, that and, makes sense. And then she just, like, stopped. It was like, Marissa, come on. Which, funnily enough is what she said to me when she saw the picture of my boyfriend before my previous one. <laughs> Not my current boyfriend, if you are listening. Uh, anyway, so I'm very excited. This day started out horribly. But, uh, you gotta go. Excited. You gotta go review them on iTunes. Yeah, you know what? I was actually thinking about that. I'm glad you reminded me. But yeah, so I'm just very excited to get comedy again. I'm very glad it's outdoors. I also love 
not only is he one of my favorite comedians, he also feels very similar to me about social distancing and coronavirus. So he's like, I am only playing this one because I liked what they said they were going to do social distance-wise. Um, so, yeah. He's had sad. some talks with Todd Glass over the past uh, couple of weeks about all that business, yeah. Okay, yeah, and, you know, Todd Glass, friend of the show. (laughs) (laughs) We lied, Todd Glass is a friend of the show. Uh, Pete, how are you? I'm all right. Um, Man, I came in with ideas, but I don't remember what they are now. I thought you were going to say, man, I came in hot. I Um, I got this shirt, it says, oh, bother. Oh, that's fun. Um, Did I send you a shirt that said, oh, bother, that I had said, like, you look, you should buy this? Hey, if you did, it's something. If not, I wanted you to. (laughs) Did you ever get, you should still get that pin where it's Pooh pooping himself out. (laughs) I feel like people won't take me seriously with that. (laughs) They'll take you seriously with a shirt that says, oh, bother, which is what Woody the Pooh says? Yeah. Oh, also, I'm sorry. Is being taken seriously a thing that is particularly valued in your life now? No. Because, okay, yes, thank you. (laughs) Marissa, I forgot to tell you last show, you know what I did last weekend? What? Now, two weeks ago, for you gentle listeners. um, I installed a cat door in a door. If you installed it somewhere else, that would be weird. How yeah, it? well, it was a solid old door. Oh, was that hard? It was a nice bonding experience for me you had and to cut a hole in the door. The lady. <laughs> yes, we cut a hole in a door. We drilled a hole and then we stuck a jigsaw through it. I don't know if this is how you're supposed to do it, but we made it work. <laughs> I don't know what a jigsaw is unless it's the guy from Saw. So a jigsaw is like a saw, like a unit electrical machine machine and then there's like a little saw that comes out of it oh so we were able to drill a couple of holes that would be small enough to get the blade in and then we went from there well congratulations and it was um and i did like i did an l and she did an l and then you did an o and she did a v and you did an e Um, were there any moments of rage? No, only confusion. That's good. I've been with Pete while he's been doing various projects that have created moments of unbridled rage. Do you have any off the top of your head? Yeah. Okay. We were spray painting uh, the... Oh, that's because I was dying. Fireplace. <laughs> yes. I was no, spray painting the fireplace. Don't that with, say that without knowing for a fact it's true. No, no, sometimes, like, I don't think it's compartmentalizing. It's just that I don't remember most stuff. So, um, yeah, I could see that. Because I was doing that indoors, guys, in my apartment. (laughs) Yeah. And that's stupid. And you know what else is stupid? Oh, I do that all the time. I just did did this a couple of weeks ago. I went to clean my bathroom, Uh and I used, like, the spray bottle. Uh-huh. Filled the whole entire damn bathroom with like toxic fumes. <laughs> Me too. It's a wonder we're not dead. Yeah. Oh, unrelated. But I wanted to tell you this 
But I might as well just tell you on the podcast because I don't believe in TMI, apparently. Um, I'm in a family group chat with all my cousins and my aunts. My mother periodically will say something that I didn't want her to say publicly, and I didn't mm-hmm. tell her that because I didn't think she would think she I'd would. want her to say it publicly. Anyway, so my cousin had a new baby. They're just talking about the cousin's new baby. She's like, oh, I'm having caffeine for the first time, blah, blah, blah. I'm not in this conversation at all. My mother just goes, oh, Marissa decided if she has a kid, she's not going to breastfeed like me. <laughs> and Right, Marissa? And I was like, yeah, though I don't know what you told everyone. And then she's like, why? It's not a big deal. Guys, if you're not a woman, you might not realize that it is It is a big deal to talk about breastfeeding. People have very strong opinions on it. And then, okay, I'm going to say something realness. So I have come up with a reason to say why I wouldn't breastfeed that makes people be like, oh, yeah, I get it, which I take a lot of. Uh, I take a lot of medications and I say like I wouldn't want my baby ingesting the chemicals but to be completely honest my mother didn't breastfeed me or my brother and I'm just like oh my mom didn't do it I don't want to do it I don't think it seems pleasant and I assume my mother had like a good reason (laughs) and the chat she just goes I didn't breastfeed I don't want to breastfeed what am I a cow I ain't no cow and I'm just like wow this group chat is something what? else. What'd you say? This group chat is something oh, else. Oh, I know. But I just thought it was funny because, like, my mother is such a such a woman of conviction. She's such a, uh, most of the time, classy lady. And I just thought, like, I don't know. I have irrational, stubborn, like, like, like just really strong convictions for things that sometimes don't make sense or, like, I don't have a good reason. And I just was like, wow. My mother didn't breastfeed me just because she wanted to feel like a cow. You know what? Some people might be like, your mother was acting selfishly. I say more power to my mother. <laughs> Guys, if you feel like what I'm saying is controversial, I don't care. And you are all the more uh, adjusted because of it. Yeah. So, you know what? Eat my ass, everyone who is appalled by what I said. If you're not appalled by what I said, good for you. Uh, anyway. I... I- <laughs> I also forgot to tell you that I got, I got frames. No, I got lenses, new lenses in these glasses. And while I was picking them up, these are old glasses. I, I had them for a moment, and I got a scratch right where my eye is, so Ooh. I could never use them. Okay. So, um, the insurance paid for the lenses. I got the new lenses. I went to pick them up, and then I was like, "Hey, lady, while I'm here, could you take a look at my?" current regular glasses maybe tighten them up a little bit and she did and I put them on my head and I was like man this is great and then I got home and I took them off and I went to like close them is that Uh what you call it closing glasses yeah (laughs) and uh and the joints were stiffer like she tightened all the things on the glasses (laughs) is that bad it was amazing (laughs) oh oh Seem like having a good week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Oh, by the way, also because of COVID, I was allowed to get uh, uh, therapy over the phone. But now, because COVID is over, I either need to go in the. (laughs) It's not over, obviously. But I either need to go into the office 
or start bringing a video component to my therapy. What the fuck about COVID made the difference between whether or not I needed to see them? Oh. I am so annoyed. I'm like, just stop getting therapy. Anyway. Um, Maybe it's well, like... Um, with the hot takes today. Yeah. What? I can't imagine what it would be. I don't know. I hate everyone. Okay. Icebreaker. Oh, Marissa? Two icebreakers, because one is going to be just the simple answer, I think, unless you extrapolate into more answers. But remember when you were a kid and you could eat candy? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite candy to get, like, during Halloween? Oh, okay. If you, if you need to. My favorite candy was a whatchamacallit. For Halloween, I would say probably a Butterfinger or the flavored Tootsie Rolls. I don't even need to think. If I need to, what were you going to say? Wow. What? A flavored Tootsie Roll. I know everyone hates them. You're so a monster. monster. <laughs> You're a monster. I also really like Mary Jane. Those other ones, like, those are the two that everyone's like, what the fuck? The shoes or the drugs? <laughs> no. No. What? No. Those candies. Um, you don't know those? They're an old-timey, like, peanut butter taffy candy that's, like, Usually for Halloween, it's wrapped in an orange or purple wax. Oh, no, oh. an orange or a black wax paper. Yeah. I also like... Uh, so you were a cool kid, Marissa. Eat, eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I snorted. I also would like to pick Butterfinger. Yeah. Um, and when I was a kid, I think I think it was maybe like a sensory thing. But the Nestle Crunch and and the Kit Kat were also good ones. Oh, yeah, I did like a crispy rice. It didn't have to be branded, but mm-hmm. it, I liked a crispy rice. Yeah, it's probably probably like the ASMR of. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. What's the other one? Well, the other one. I mean, if you feel like that was enough, we don't need to do another one. But it depends. What's the other one? The other one is um. There's, what the hell's going on outside? Um, the other one is, well, like, you're involved in an accident. Oh. And you're in a remote location. How long before you eat somebody? You, who is the somebody? <laughs> you were in, like, a plane crash with a bunch of strangers. I only eat people that you can't see their faces anymore. <laughs> if their faces are still there, I die. Okay. You? I didn't really oh, think... Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't, I didn't say hello. Do I know how to make a fire? I'm not eating raw people. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, it's not even necessarily... Okay, let's say, like, there's 15 people who survived, uh-huh. and five of them are eating people. Like, the fire is made. It's become, air quote, socially don't... acceptable. <laughs> okay. If the people are dead and... Oh, I guess you can't wait that long because you don't want it to go bad. But, like, uh, if the... if Yeah, if the people were dead, if someone prepared it for me, I'll eat it whenever. If I have to prepare it myself as a hunter, but if someone prepared it for me the next day, I'd probably eat it. As long as I don't... <laughs> I can't tell it's a person. <laughs> Okay, you? 
Again, I don't want to be the one taking the And you're chomping, person. you're chomping just, away, and they're like, that was the stewardess. <laughs> you can tell you the stewardess ahead of time, as long as I can't. No, I mean, no, don't tell me who it is. <laughs> don't say, like, this is Sally. She was sitting in 35B, you know, the mm-hmm. one with the baby. Like, why would you just say, we had to eat dead people and give me meat that I can't tell what part of it is or that it was human, and I'll make sure and I'll force myself to eat it. Okay, how about you? Uh, I think I try to do my best with plants. Oh, I didn't know that was an option. Maybe. <laughs> maybe some, like, maybe, a, I guess the question for me would be, what would you eat first, a bug or a person? Gosh, Pete. Oh, that's actually an awesome segue, but I, we won't have the segue, but that's like, that ties right in. Because I honestly don't know if I can answer that. Take it away. Uh, why? Because I think my fear of bugs is actually beyond, like, a dislike or disdain or fear. I think I am actually phobic. Uh, I think you could, could categorize that as, as a phobia. Uh, Pete, do you think you have any phobias? I'm sure I do. Like, what, what would one be? I don't, um, I don't know. Okay. Like, and if you're like, what, what? To explain to the listeners, like, uh, adrenaline makes me feel very uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, so in that respect, I'm, I keep thinking of things that would like make me scared. Okay. And and it's usually like, so it's it's a phobia. I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. I'll let you know when I find out. Stay well, tuned for every first, other episode of this podcast. First of all, when I Google what is a phobia, these dumb bitches on this website put a related story in the what is a phobia definition that shows a picture that would immediately trigger someone like me who definitely has trypophobia, which is like I can't see... Clusters. Clusters. Why the yeah. fuck would you put that in the related stories and have a cluster as the fucking you dumb bitches? Anyway, if you're like, what's the difference between a fear and a phobia? A phobia is an excessive and irrational fear reaction. If you have a phobia, you may experience a deep sense of dread or panic when you encounter the source of your fear. Um, and unlike general anxiety, a phobia is connected to something specific. My topic is not about phobias in general. Um, first of all, I will say it's October 1st. So I had started a topic, and then I was like, oh, that's not spooky. So first of all, it's spooky how fast I put this together and how little time I had to do the research. But uh, I decided I am going to touch upon a few phobias that I find odd, never thought about existing, and would make your life scary if you had them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not going to talk about, like, bug phobia, because a lot of people have that. Um, yeah, like, I, sometimes I cry when I there's a large bug I need to kill, not because I feel bad for it, but because it is too stressful for me. And also, I usually get other people who kill bugs for me, because for some reason, even if I have a shoe or a paper towel, there is something so upsetting 
about me touching something that's then going to contact the bug, and then the crunch is just so many layers. I definitely have a phobia of bugs. <laughs> okay, so it is possible to develop a phobia of virtually anything, uh, no matter how innocuous it might be. So today I am going to cover, let's say, three and a half. Uh, the first one <laughs> I will cover is genuphobia. Also, if I'm pronouncing these wrong, too bad. But you want to guess what genuphobia Genu is? Uh, fear of kneeling. You knew that. Why did you know that? <laughs> Genuflect. I just oh. guessed. <laughs> also, I just realized, did you do a phobia episode before? I don't think so. Like a specific phobia, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, genuphobia is a fear of needs. And this is the phobia that is relatively rare. Um, and like most phobias, genuphobia varies wildly in severity. Some people are afraid only of seeing uncovered knees in a person, uh, while others are afraid of bare knees on themselves or even like on someone else or even like on a movie uh, or a picture of it. Uh, people with this phobia may be afraid of all knees or only their own. And you know what else people, though? What? The thing that I find fascinating about this is that I bet there's also genuphiles. Ugh, God. <laughs> That's something for you to cover my mother to listen to and then find you <laughs> disgusting. Um, some people are also scared of kneeling. That is also considered genuphobia. Uh, genuphobia, although you could just have it talking randomly, uh, it's often triggered by a negative experience. If you have experienced a traumatic knee injury, you might be more likely to develop this fear. Um, however, the traumatic experience doesn't need to have happened to you personally. Uh, seeing a major knee injury happen to a friend or relative uh, may trigger this, or um, in some cases, genuphobia develops after watching a character's kneecaps get broken in a gangster film. Um, childhood experiences may also influence the development of phobias. Uh, some cases of genuphobia can be traced to a highly religious or culturally conservative upbringing. Many religions and subcultures require conservative dressing that covers the knees. So you might find right. it carry that in, into your adulthood and it might become amplified. That's weird. Yeah, what's weird? That you'd become afraid of knees after seeing one. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like injured. I like my I guess my question is like does it does your fear now become like the stability and strength of a knee? <laughs> Uh, like every time you see a knee, you're like, oh my god, that thing could just pop open, open at any time. Or maybe you're just afraid that you will get a boner when you see a knee. No, that's the other one. <laughs> that's the genuphile. <laughs> okay. Um, now, of course, this can cause um, complications. <laughs> uh, uh, this article points out that... Uh, it is very hard in modern society, or at least Western society, to not see knees. Uh, from someone's formal wear, a woman wearing a, a cocktail dress, to sports attire, um, there are, you know, forms of short clothing in every avenue of life, and it would be nearly impossible to venture out of your house without seeing someone else's knees. 
Uh, if your fear is strictly your own knees, uh, it also may be extremely difficult to keep them covered at all times. Um, this would make it hard to swim, participate in sports, or wear certain clothing. Um, it might even be difficult or impossible to take certain jobs. And of course, intimacy could pose a problem. Some people with genuphobia are extremely sensitive to having their knees touched or touching someone else's. So that makes it difficult to share a bed with someone with this phobia because they can be triggered with like even their knees just being brushed upon. Okay. And knees are uh, tough as because said, as somebody with a messed up knee, like even if you get a brace, it doesn't always like stay on right. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for these people. I do too. Uh, and as I mentioned, the fear of kneeling also fa- falls under this term. Um, some people with a fear of kneeling are also uncomfortable with knees in general, but, but not all. Uh, instead, the fear of kneeling is often rooted in self-consciousness or fears of submission or vulnerability. And again, this can cause difficulties in religious practice, some sports, and some job performance. So if you have genuphobia, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have nothing uh, for you. <laughs> yep. Okay, next one that I find spooky. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Jellophobia or gelophobia? It starts with a G. Pete, would you like to tell me what you think that is? A fear of things that aren't quite solid but aren't quite liquid. Okay, that's a good guess. Remember, this did not start with a J. And maybe I Gel. Hair gel. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's kind of... Thank you, thank you. I just wanted to protect my uh, integrity here on the podcast. (laughs) Um, This is derived from the Greek word jello, which means laugh. This is the fear of laughter, laughing, or being laughed Mm. by. Or or being laughed by them. People coping with this phobia may find jokes, comedies, and funny situations, or people a source of anxiety. Uh, the cause of jellophobia is often due to an embarrassing experience with laughter, such as the victim uh, is is uh, ah, such as the person is a victim of some type of mistreatment, and maybe people were making fun of them, or maybe they laughed at an inappropriate time that led to them being very embarrassed. Uh, or maybe they were consistently laughed at for reasons that were beyond their control. I would say this phobia would be my nightmare. Uh, my favorite thing in life is laugh- laughing and funniness. Uh, I could not date a jellophobic. Jellophobic. I could not date someone with jellophobia. <laughs> okay. Uh, if someone suffering from jellophobia confronts laughter, they may begin to perspire, feel slightly uncomfortable, or even become nauseated. At the opposite side of the spectrum, other people are so severely compromised by this phobia that they may experience paralyzing anxiety and or panic attacks with symptoms of heart palpitation, numbness, trembling, breathlessness, and heightened senses. Uh, there are a number they should of methods- not go see Blake Wexler. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, there are a number of methods to treat jellophobia, such as hypnotherapy, talk therapy, um, or self-help techniques such as muscle relaxation uh, or exposure therapy. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Laughter yoga. 
Uh, Exposure therapy. Okay. You would I love that. To, and then for severe sufferers, anti-anxiety medication can be described. Now, while looking into this, I found this article. <laughs> the headline is, Laughing Without Leaking on World Laughter Day. To celebrate the recognized World Laughter Day, which is May 6th, the Continents Foundation of Australia's Laugh Without Leaking campaign has revealed the good news that incontinence, suffered by more than 5 million Aussies, need not cause jellyphobia. Uh, jellyphobia is a genuine fear of laughter, says award-winning comedian and Continents Foundation ambassador Bev Killick. Who has lived with incontinence most of her life? Bev. We all. What? I just what? wanted to say, Bev. Bev. Yeah. Oh well. What was that? Bev with an Australian accent? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Took me over. <laughs> we all know laughter is the best medicine. Many people who have a problem with leaking may also have a fear of laughing. Yeah. Says Bev. I often have people come up to me after a show and say, I laugh so hard I wet my pants. As a comedian, that is a great compliment. But now I feel I also have a responsibility to tell others that you can still have a good laugh without leaking. The Continence Foundation of Australia believes humor is a great way to overcome the stigma of incontinence and get people talking about their bladder, bowel, and public floor problems. That is why they have partnered with the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Roadshow as it journeys across Australia for the next three months, spreading the good news that the majority of incontinence cases can be helped or even cured. There is a longer article. If you would like to read that, go to laughterwithoutleaking.com. I just really like that. Where is that from? I don't know. Why? I wonder if, like, I wonder if, like, you know pandemic may have like taken priority <laughs> oh and I'm sorry laugh without leaking not laughter without leaking laugh without leaking dot com uh, it definitely wasn't from today is it so, L-A-F-F what <laughs> like to be cute is it L-A-F-F oh no it's L-A-U-G yeah okay uh oh man I really I really like that website anyway uh next hold on a second what what? God, I know I'm just asking for trouble, but what? What, what, what? are their what are their pitches? Like what pitches? you can laugh without peeing yourself. Here's how. <laughs> uh, I think it's. I'm looking right now. After a quick glance. It's sponsored by Depends, isn't it? Oh no. Uh, make pelvic floor exercises a daily habit. Okay. Yeah, so probably like kegels and shit. Have you ever done done that? Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, can men do that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, maybe men can't do that. I don't know. I'm stupid. What do you just like, clench and unclench? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I hear women are supposed to do that after babies and some shit. Anyway, uh, next. I think this one is obvious, but 
for some reason I was entertained by it. Pete, what is octophobia? Like, my gut is a fear of eyes. Oh. As an alternative, though, a fear of eight. Okay, yes. Fear of the number eight. Uh, from the Greek word octo for eight. Octophobia is a branch of numerophobia. The fear is often due to the looping figure of the number itself, as well as a superstition. The like fear infinity. of. What? Like infinity. Yeah, exactly. Don't jump. I'm good in there. The fear of eight is connected to the fear of 26, as the sum of digits in 26 is eight. Due to this numerological property, the number could bring about bad luck, hardship, and destruction. An octophobic person may believe that number eight may hold danger in things. Could you, so, could you take me on that journey one more time? What? The fear of 26... As it's related to two, 8? Because 6 plus 2 equals 8. Right, but where did just 26 just come out of the blue? I don't know. May, may I suggest... But I would assume that 71 also brings 13 fear. times 2. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let me... Uh, oh, I can click fear of 28. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the unlucky number because 13 times 2, you're right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, and uh, for some, the figure eight pattern spirals into a never-ending curve that can make them dizzy. Since eight is perpendicular in figure to the infinity sign, octophobia may lead to or to a development ah may lead to or have developed from a pyrophobia which is the fear of infinity or eternity. But I will get to that. Some living in a home that has the number eight on his address may worry that their home will be destroyed someday. Others are unwilling to have their weddings during the eighth day of the month, nor the eighth month of the year, which is August. If the person even glances at the number eight, they may be stunned by it. But if, it, but if that person gazes at the number, he or she may panic while giving them a sense of inescapability. What? If you have that fear, I feel very bad for you. And now, I don't know why, but a pyrophobia just made me laugh at its silliness. From the Greek word apiros, meaning infinite or boundless, the fear of infinity. This fear is often connected to thanatophobia, which is the fear of dying. Since fear many of See, yeah, I thought of Thanos immediately. Since many sufferers would believe that eternity follows life, especially learning that afterlife would never end. Believe in reincarnation may not associate e oh, excuse me, eternity with fear or death. Others are afraid that the sufferer may live forever. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because, like, I don't know, a lot of people want to live forever. But a lot of stupid people. People with a fear of phobia. <laughs> what? I said a lot of stupid people. Yeah, I know. People with a fear of phobia, a pyrophobia, may suffer from symptoms like 
obsessive thoughts about the nature of infinity, loss of control and focus, fatigue, dizziness, and a loss of appetite. Treating apirophobia is often difficult. One method of treating the fear is focusing on a person's life, taking one day at a time, and trying not to worry about dying. It is more often than not that professional therapists may need to modify the sufferer's emotions using cognitive behavioral therapy. I don't know. I feel so bad, but I've been so entertained by the idea of somebody, quote, losing control, looking at the number eight or an infinity symbol. That is maybe me being uncaring. Could you imagine how terrifying it would be? Even if you had a little bit of this phobia and you won $8 billion like oh in my. the lottery. You probably wouldn't, wouldn't take the money. Because it starts at an eight and it feels like there's endless possibilities of what you could do with $8 billion. Mm-hmm. But you're also going to live forever. Yeah, I wow. know. So you're probably not going to take the money. Horrifying. If you have uh, eight billion eight, dollars, please uh, <laughs> sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, if you have that, if you're in fear of infinity, just call us at five seven zero pod one one. There's Last. no eights in it. What? There's no eights in our number. Oh, nice call. Uh, last one. I'm not really going to follow this one uh, in depth. I just felt like, what the fuck? <laughs> Let me see. I did not look at this closely before the podcast because I wanted to try and sound it out on the air. Hippo. Oh, it's not that bad. Hippopotamonstro. Oops. Hippopotamonstroses. Squidophobia. Let's say that one more time. Hippopotamonstrosesquidip. Oh, is this your fear? No, what is that? Oh. What do you think it is? I thought it was going to be giant squids. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, this is the fear of long words. Um... It what a believed, bunch of assholes. That should just yeah. be like wordophobia. It is believed that um, this word is taken from the root word sesquipedalian, which means long word. Stay tuned for our spinoff podcast, Marissa Reads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, like all phobias. This fear of long words can vary dramatically in severity. Uh, I just also found that hilarious. But uh, there wasn't... The the symptoms reported of people with this weren't as fun, so I didn't go in depth with it. It just says, like, instead of, like, anxiety, a person might just, like, not want to read small words out loud or, like, not do their homework and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's not fun. Uh, that's just that poor person. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Google fear of long words, Pete, and try to say it. Oh. This is a mean word. Yep. You said it too long. Just say it. Say it in real time. Don't don't think about it before saying it. Just do it. Hippopotamonstrosis quipidaliophobia. Hippopotamonstrosis quipidaliophobia. Did you, did you hear me? 
No. What is it? I just played somebody on YouTube saying it. Oh, like, oh, Pete! <laughs> Doesn't count, then you lose. You weren't so far off, though. Hippopotamonstrosus quipidale. Let me hear. Hippopotamus. Hippopotamonstrosi quipidalia. Ophobia. Sorry, adaliophobia. This looks too close to a pedophile at the end. Anyway. Pedophobia. Guys, you should Google fear of long words and call us at 570-POD-1-1 and leave a voicemail of you trying to pronounce that word. That would be fun. <laughs> I would enjoy that a lot. Um, we would make a compilation, but we'll be lucky if one of you calls. <laughs> yes, seriously. Um, yeah, so Pete, any questions? Don't, because I don't have other notes. I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like my phobias might be a little more subtle. <laughs> okay, so they might not be phobia? I'm not fearless, Marissa. Oh. You, you, uh, debatable. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> I figure. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say you could have fooled me. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I meant to say. No, yeah. no, I don't have any questions. Okay. What's the fear of mayonnaise? Are you asking me to Google it or to guess? I was just trying to pick something. <laughs> I. I was trying to do fear of milk, but which is like galophobia or something, but there wasn't much on it. Fear of mayonnaise is uh 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 I don't what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is not the fear of mayonnaise, but oh the Sorry. The formal title for a fear of ketchup, Wikipedia tells me, is mortusequusophobia. Mar Marissa, be what? careful. You what? almost like said a spell. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it apparently comes from the Latin word a boy playing with food, which I don't know why that seems gross to me. Okay, let's move on before I get upset. Plugs. I think that it's time for plugs. Okay. Uh, you want to go first? I think that this week I have a very simple plug. Do your best. I encourage you to, um, like, after you look up the fear of long words uh, follow that up with just a quick search for werewolf bard mitzvah and just treat yourself to you know watching that clip that music video oh, that's um, and and related to that I guess if we're talking about Halloween music um, I don't I don't know if we have a Phillips family fun time Halloween show oh, yeah, Halloween, Halloween music thing on Spotify but we definitely do have uh, an old show up on Patreon and it's open cool. for the public, so you guys can listen to it if you want. Yeah. Listen to it, guys. Pete's very good at, uh... Marissa and I being 
that. Younger and playing Foolish. music. Oh, um, uh, shit, I was going to say something, now I forgot. Damn it. Um, she, oh, um, Pete, I didn't know that my Spotify playlists were public and that people could follow me. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people I know following me. And it doesn't really matter because it's not like I have anything like indecent, but like my playlists are all like <laughs> called like. Oh, I could see this. Yeah. Fuckers, like followers okay. for fuckers who are like I'm making this up, but it, there's definitely one that's called just like bucks, and like there's one that's like <laughs> like Wilkes Bear forever. Like it's just like so weird, and it's definitely like a look into my soul that I didn't want to share with anyone. The Revenge of Sue. Oh, I don't know if I have a Sue one. Let me, let me, I'm gonna look at my Spotify playlist right now and see if there's anything of note. I forgot. Uh, I, I change them all the time. Uh, it's just like what? You like, change just the titles? Emo. What? You change just the titles? I change just the titles? What? When you say you, um, you change them all the time. Oh, yeah, just the titles. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, like, one just called Bucks in all caps. There's one just seems so fucking emo. It's called The Energy of Me Somewhere Else. Would not want that to be to be public. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I changed the titles of some that were even weirder. But just, like, oh, one is called, like, Market Street Bridge, which I also just feel emo. But, uh, yeah, they're not as bad as they have been in the past. Under the bridge. That's where the good stuff is. Oh, it depends on your name. This idea is good. <laughs> That's a deep cut inside joke. You can always get uh, a sandwich there. <laughs> uh, oh, my plug is two things. One, I haven't even seen the movie yet, but a movie called Vampire vs. the Bronx. <laughs> Marcy, you just plugged it yesterday. <laughs> oh, did I? Oh, well, good. I'm plugging it again. <laughs> I felt like I plugged it, but then I was like, I forgot. It looks amazing. And two, uh, okay, this is this is long, unnecessarily long, but guys, I just want to tell you that for some fucking weird reason, I, for months, have been following an Instagram account at Yo's Froyobytes, Y-O-S-F-R-O-Y-O-Bytes, B-I-T-E-S, and the product isn't even out. But it was this, like, Jewish guy who really loves his family and is trying really hard to make these freeze-dried froyo bites that he could sell. And his posts are so sincere and so uplifting. And, yes, it is a froyo, a freeze-dried froyo account. But the guy just, like, shows so much into his, like, like uh, froyo bite-making process and, like, trying to get them to launch. And he made this really sincere post, and I was like, your Instagram is awesome. Like, I made a really sincere comment. And then he's like, you want me to send you samples of my Froyo Bites? And I was like, okay. So they finally made it to me, and they're, like, freeze-dried Froyo. Like, they look like tiny duty doplets. You like, better like, end up tagging him in some, like, featured. In a feature? Like in a, in a what do they call them? I don't know. In a post. In a oh, post. I, I put a, I put a story about him today, saying that they were okay. like the best thing I've eaten. Uh, 
I knew they were going to be good, but like I didn't know that they were like that good. And they're like a sponsored ad. God, oh, where, where the hell are you? <laughs> they are like amazing. Uh, I don't know exactly when he's going to start selling them, but I would, if I were you, I would follow at Yo's Froyo Bites for very sincere and uplifting content and really good freeze-dried. Um, there's fruit-flavored and just tart yogurt Froyo Bites that he's going to be launching. I am 100% going to buy them when they come out. And uh, I think it's clear that we don't have sponsors, so I'm not saying this because of anything. Okay, I just just, just to turn the mirror a bit on you. Um, how did you get here? What? How did you get here? <laughs> like, what does how that did mean? you find this? Do you follow other Froyo oh, accounts? Or? I have no idea how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't follow. At most, I follow like two junk food accounts but like no I don't I have literally no idea how I got here guys but all I know is I check his I hate most people's content I check his content daily because I know it's going to make me happy because he's going to say something so inspiring (laughs) while he shows us his freeze dry process. It sounds like like the passion of a craft brewer, but with something that's not annoying. Yeah, exactly. That's like exactly what it is. And then like it's just it's just so good. And he actually checks all of his like messages. Artisanal and all froyo like, toppings. What? Artisanal froyo toppings. Well they're not toppings. They're just froyo bits. But I guess you could put them on top of Okay, I think I finally got what the product is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not happening. It's just like little pieces of frozen yogurt. So my sample had like, said, the little pieces looked like, like the duty emoticon almost or like a tiny soft serve top. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the sample I got was apricot flavored. I don't even like apricot, but that was my favorite flavor. And there was blueberry and strawberry and tart for real. I'll shut up now, but I really want you to follow him. Because this is getting... Scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, it's October first. Uh, I promise my next one will be even spookier. Uh, this was uh, this episode. I didn't have as much time as I wanted, which Pete, that was not so it's not a complaint to you or anything. <laughs> uh, I just things got a little crazy. So I think anyway, you pulled out, guys. Huh? Uh, you pulled. I think you pulled out a good one because it wasn't so like, you, like it wasn't like jack o' lanterns or. Um, like ghost cats like we've done in the past. <laughs> we'll, we'll build up to it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Call us at 570-POD-11. Slide into my DMs non-sexually at Riss Vandal. Patreon.com slash y'all heard. Uh, Pete abides on stuff, but nobody nobody slides all over me. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> be careful <laughs> what that leads to. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, hi. Hi.